It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot. Here's Corey Davis, wide open. Davis. Still going, and he's in for the touchdown. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's the q Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time for the mailbag. So for that, we bring in our friend who is the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang. Over at JetsInsider.com, and of course, above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, what's going on, buddy? Absolutely nothing. Um, I'm, I'm getting ready to enjoy a, uh, a nice five-week break before training camp starts, but it doesn't feel the same this year considering, you know, the the way everything has gone the last the last year and a half uh it, it doesn't normally i look forward to this five week break a lot more i need it a lot more understandable because this will give you plenty of time to load up on bottles of water so that when you're in training camp you can just chug them all day because you're going to need to my guess is it's going to be really hot and really humid like it always is and I know that I'm also going to get a bunch of texts from you informing me of the fact that it's very hot and very humid out there on the field. So before we get to that and we're in our nice, cozy, air-conditioned living rooms doing this podcast, let's talk a little bit about some Jets football and everything else that people asked about in the mailbag. And we will start with J.P. Waxer. He says, why is everyone hating on P. Ryan?" And the Crowder pay cut may be one of Douglas's best moves because Crowder becomes a much more attractive rental if things go south. Do you agree? I don't know that anyone's hating on P. Ryan. It's just that he's not anything special, and most of us thought that last year. So now that they added Michael Carter and Ty Johnson seemed to flash last year and Josh Adams is coming back and you bring in Tevin Coleman, kind of have to wonder if there's a spot for him here. We'll see. He's going to have to earn it in training camp. And as far as Crowder... I don't know that I would say that that's one of Joe Douglas's best moves. I'm glad that they were able to work something out and Crowder is staying here. Don't get me wrong. Getting him to take a couple million dollars off of his salary. I think there were better moves that he made. Yeah, he becomes a slightly more attractive piece if the Jets need to deal him. But let's hope it doesn't come to that. And also, unless the Jets are in a really bad situation, I would prefer to keep Crowder through the year because we talked about this before, Chris, with Sam Darnold. You'd rather him be able to have good targets to help build his confidence and help him develop as he goes throughout the rest of the season than pull a useful piece like Crowder away from him halfway through the year especially somebody that he got used to working with and then maybe he takes a bit of a step backwards unless you're going to get something that's really valuable I'd rather just stick with Crowder let him ride it out and then maybe you even get a comp pick at the end of the year yeah let's start with that you're not getting a lot of uh in a trade for Crowder period like 
I I think you'd probably like looking at like a fourth round pick at best. I I don't even think you'd get a third round pick for him. He's a slot corner. Um, maybe you could, but uh, don't. I wouldn't be sitting here going like thinking about all the value you're getting in return for him. Um, it, it you know it's nice to get five million shaved off that, but yeah, I. I would say acquiring actual players and talent is, is there's a long list of better moves there. Um, and yeah, I'm with you on the P Ryan thing. It's not hate. It's if, if they didn't sign Tevin Coleman or they didn't draft Michael Carter, then it would be a different story, but they signed a free agent running back who has familiarity with uh, this offensive coordinator and this, this system. Uh, they drafted a running back, not super high, but they drafted one, and we he's going to be good. He's going to get a lot of touches. Um, then Ty Johnson was the best back on the roster last year. Uh, excited to see what he could do with a competent coaching staff and a better offensive line, and you would hope a better uh, quarterback play. Um, and then Josh Adams brings something that no none of the other running backs on the roster really bring. Josh Adams is the bigger running back who can do some more uh, short yardage goal line stuff. Um, so he brings something that the other guys don't bring. That that makes P Ryan the odd man out here. Um, now we know what happens with running backs by go through training camp and preseason, there's a good chance one of those guys is going to get hurt, you know, have to miss a couple weeks. So maybe P Ryan, if he stays healthy, can make the the opening roster. <clears throat> but by quarters way through the season, middle of the way through the season, I'd be surprised if P Ryan is on the roster right now. And I, like I just said, Tevin Coleman just got signed. Michael Carter just got drafted. Ty Johnson looked like the better back last year and Josh Adams offers something else. So that that's P Ryan as fifth on the, the depth chart and looking at it that way. Um, maybe, maybe he has a great uh, training camp and great preseason, but uh, right now I would say that he is comfortably the fifth on this uh, on the depth chart here. And the fifth running back on the depth chart isn't somebody I'd be banking on making the roster. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Fergus OB1. He says, Blade Runner or Running Man as your go-to 80s sci-fi movie? And is Becton's weight issue becoming a legitimate concern or are we making too much of it? I'd go with Blade Runner over Running Man, although there are other sci-fi movies I'd probably put ahead of both of them. But if you're asking me between those two, I'd go with Blade Runner. And as far as Becton's weight issue, yes and no. Yes, it's a little early to panic. No, it's not completely crazy to be a bit concerned about it. I'm not going to go crazy about it just yet, but we're getting to the point where we should definitely start to wonder. Yeah, um, it's definitely uh, yeah. I'm I'm going Blade Runner there too. I'm not I'm not sure if that would be my overall, but that that's definitely the answer. Those two, um, and yeah, <clears throat> this is. It depends on how you're defining the words in this here. Um, it's definitely not a reason to panic or freak out, but it's obviously something to be a little concerned and worried about. 
Um, now, you being worried about it, all right, don't worry about it so much. There's, there's nothing you can do. Um, the Jets should be worried and concerned about it. And really, by that, I just mean they need to be keeping an eye on it and taking all the proactive measures they can do to help in every single sense of the way with his diet, with keeping him off his foot as much as they can and doing whatever else they have to do, getting a backup, uh, you know, a swing tackle type of situation settled. <clears throat> and that's, that's all you need to concern about. Is the team doing that stuff? And they are doing that stuff because it's something they're aware of. And it, and it's, it could absolutely potentially be a problem, but it could also end up not being a problem at all. He could end up getting, <clears throat> getting over the plantar fasciitis, losing some weight a little bit and never having to worry about this. So it's, you know, I'm somebody who likes to not worry about things that's outside of my control. I know that's a weird thing to say to fans of a sports team, because that's not how fans of sports teams operate in any sense, but there's no need to get crazy about it and like lose sleep, be worried about it. But yeah, it, it's, it's something that like pay attention to and listen to for signs of progress or just <clears throat> if training camp starts and he's supposed to start fine. And then he has to come out and miss a couple of days then yeah, that concern is going to build. Next question comes in from AJ Tranzano. He says it's June. I don't believe everything that happens will be the same in September, but Mims is running with the twos. Is there anything that we should take from that? Also, here are a few pandemic recommendations. Lupin on Netflix, Ted Lasso, Ozark, Marvelous Mrs. Mizell, and Morning Show. So let's start with the recommendations. The only one of those that I've actually watched is Ozark, which I really liked. Haven't seen any of the rest of those. I'll have to try and check them out. With Mims, I wouldn't read too much into it, but I will say that from what I've heard, and Chris, I know you and I talked about this, they really, really like Keelan Cole. I'm not saying Cole is going to pass Mims on the depth chart, but I'm also saying keep your eye on that. Yeah, so uh, we'll start with the, the Ted Lasso is amazing and hilarious and just absolutely wonderful. And it's like it, it's the best thing that I saw last year throughout quarantine. And I cannot wait for season two. So I'll just say that um, as far as uh, pay zero attention to it zero attention to it. And I want to be very clear about this. Not just that, pay zero attention to any depth chart talk uh, that played out in OTAs. This person's running with the ones today. This person's running with the twos. Just anytime you see that, just ignore it. Like it means nothing. <clears throat> I We don't know how Robert Sala, how LaFleur and Oberg work their rotations in OTAs yet. So we, we, it really, it means extra nothing to us now, but I've covered uh, three different coaches before Sala. <clears throat> and generally they all like to just mix guys in. They like to, and then there's also, Hey, that you got your normal starters in there running with the ones and then something happens with one of their shoes, the shoelace comes untied and they have to run out for a couple of plays. And it just, 
it doesn't go always go straight to the next man on the depth chart. That guy could be out stretching, not or, or doing something different because he wasn't expecting to be in. And they could just turn and it could be somebody who hasn't gotten a single rep yet. And they could just be like, you're there, you go in and you go run that rep right now. Like there's so many reasons why a player might be running with the ones and a player might not be running with, or might be running with the twos on that stuff. I saw the other day people were talking about, oh my God, Chris Herndon's not running with the ones. Well, Chris Herndon wasn't out there. He wasn't even practicing. He didn't practice the entire day. He had an injury. So, like, the it means nothing. If day after day you see Brandon Eccles running with the ones every single day uh, consistently, then eventually, yeah, okay, that means something. But getting a couple reps with the ones or getting to go ahead and, you know, do a couple of uh, – drills with those ones that it that means nothing uh, they rotate guys in and out for a variety of reasons they could have had it come off they could have like there's so many little reasons it it could and again i don't we don't know how they, these coaches do the rotations in there's some like to uh like gays love to switch uh rotate guys in and out greg williams love just keep Everybody, just everybody's getting a shot with the ones. We're going to give you a shot to see what you do. Um, so there's there's really no way for us to know yet. And even once we will get a good hold, I'm still going to tell you most likely, yeah, they like to rotate guys in and out. It's only going to matter when you see, see it consistently, day after day after day. Not just, oh, he got a couple reps with the ones today. Next question comes in from El Gringo. He says, is it worth addressing tight end through the trade market this offseason? Ertz is the biggest name, but I think Hayden Hurst on Atlanta could be a nice find too. I don't think that Ertz makes a lot of sense for the Jets. He's older. He's in his 30s. He's expensive. I just don't see using draft capital to get a guy like that. Hurst, on the other hand, is interesting. He only makes about $2 million. The Falcons declined his fifth-year option. I'm not saying I give up a lot for him, but if you could get him on the cheap, and if Jeff Ulbrich has some sort of relationship with him, I know Ulbrich was a defensive coach in Atlanta, but I'm sure that they knew each other at least somewhat when they were there together. If he feels like maybe Hurst could come in here and do something, and maybe if Mike LaFleur is keen on using him as a tight end, I wouldn't hate it depending on what they gave up because then you bring him in here and if he fits in the offense and he does well, you could talk about maybe getting a long-term extension. So Hayden Hurst, yeah, I think that would be a decent idea depending on what you'd have to give up and if the coaching staff likes him. Ertz, probably not. And I will say also Hayden Hurst, the added benefit to that is that the queen of play like a jet, Kayla Pace, would be very happy because Hayden Hurst was a South Carolina Gamecock. Yeah, uh, I'm not interested in Ertz. Uh, Ertz going anywhere else just has one of the, it just feels like, uh, you know, that old vet that was good and is going to sign, get the fan base excited and is going to be a disappointment. Um, But if I'm going to take a shot on somebody like Ertz, I'm going to be, you know, hoping that he's like, uh, I'm going to be a Super Bowl team trying to just build out extra depth here. 
it doesn't make much sense for the Jets here. Um, a Hurst, Hurst would be nice, a, a good get. I'd be surprised if Atlanta is really trying to move off him. I know they drafted Kyle Pitts, but like you said, he's cheap. Uh, they don't have him locked up for long. And <clears throat> rookie tight ends transition there. I, I'd be a little surprised if they just wanted to just they just cleared the tight end room for him there. Um, it, it's just cheap and the, it makes sense for them to hold on to him for another year. But yeah, if you can get him at a reasonable price, I'd be, I'd be all for it. But I, I, I don't think that you're going to see them do anything significant uh, with the tight end market. There's, there's not a lot out there. <clears throat> and I, I don't think that, you know, you, it could definitely be improved that position for sure. But I, I don't think you're going to see them, you know, making any type of reach to do anything like that for real. Next question comes in from our guy, the Jet Ranger. He says, you're stranded on a desert island and can pick three current Jets players and or coaches to be on the island with you who have to work together in order to survive. Who do you pick and why? See, this is where I wish Brian Winters was still here because he would be my first pick, no question about it. And if Westhoff was here, he'd be one of my picks as well because you need somebody that is really strong in the hunting and fishing category to be able to help you survive tough conditions as far as being able to get food. Off the top of my head, I would say that one of the people I would go with is Salah. I like his leadership ability. He's somebody that can probably figure things out on the fly. So he'd be one of the picks that I'd make. Another one that I would make would probably be... Alex Lewis because he's the toughest guy on the team and you want somebody like that around you plus if I'm not mistaken he's also somebody that does some hunting so that's someone you want on your side too I can do some hunting and fishing myself but it's never bad to have somebody who's really good at those things survival skills are important so those two guys would be my first two picks and then for my third pick I guess I would go with Elijah Moore because he's got speed. So maybe if you need somebody on the island to get somewhere fast or to have the kind of energy to be going all day, all night doing certain things when you're tired and you don't feel like you have the energy anymore, maybe he would be a good fit there. So again, I'm just doing this off the top of my head without sitting down and really analyzing this. The three guys that immediately popped into my head as I was trying to figure this out on the fly were Robert Sala, Alex Lewis, and Elijah Moore. Yeah, I was worried that um, you were going to give up names of uh, some of my answers, and I was going to have to just say them anyway. Um, But this is... um, this isn't as fun of a question as it usually is for me because I, me and uh, Dennis Wozniak were joking at this at practice the other day. Uh, he was looking at the roster and I think there's like, I think he said there was 14 players that we've like, that we know that we've seen and talked to face to face. There's been so much turnover, not just from last year's roster, but from the year before, which was the last time we were allowed in locker rooms. And like, yeah, Brian Winters was always my go-to answer for this right away. Like, but I, I I don't know. Most of these other players, I I don't know. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm picking Quinnen Williams and Makai Becton. And I'm just going to have them do a little buddy cop uh, movie for me at all times, every second of every day. 
I'm just going to let them bounce off each other and entertain me because <clears throat> they are extremely entertaining individually, both separately. They are both interesting and entertaining people and you put them together and I, they've been joking on around on Twitter, calling them each other's stepbrothers, like the movie stepbrothers, but they really have that type of uh, relationship and energy between them. And yeah, give me that. I don't, I don't even care. Pick a third person. Sala would be great um, that just to have that energy and that positivity because he's, he's got so much energy and he's like such a go-getter and do all that stuff. I could just sit back and just watch Makai Becton and Quinton Williams just clown around all over. And I could just rely on Robert Sala to do like anything that we needed to do to feed us and take, to build us a raft, to get off, whatever he'd do it all. So I'll go with those three as my pick, but I'm really just going to watch Quinton and Makai Becton all day. That's going to wrap up part one of the mailbag. Make sure that you're following Chris on Twitter at CNimbly and at Jets Insider and reading his very big deal work over at JetsInsider.com. And check out everything we're doing over at PlayLikeAJet.com. Luke Grant's got an over-under betting guide if you want to get in on the action early and start betting on some of these teams over-under win totals for the 2021 season. And speaking of Luke, he's doing some great work on our YouTube channel right now. We've got film reviews of Michael Carter, Elijah Moore, Zach Wilson's dominant performance over Western Kentucky, and a bunch of others coming, plus Kayla Pace's commentaries, Pace's playbook. If you have haven't subscribed yet go ahead and subscribe to our youtube channel and make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcast and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com.